Hey, y'all. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of El Chicano Presents Almost Live. We are here coming to you almost live from Big D's Party Palace. I have Ben Ami. Good afternoon. And a special guest today, Sammy C. What's going on, fellas? Yeah, right on. Uh, and my name is Rich Wright. And, uh, well, we got you here, Sammy. Let's talk about you for a little while. You're an Eastsider? Actually, I'm a Horizonite. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I'll that, do the heck out there. Yeah, yeah. That used to be like pack a lunch. And nowadays it's, you know, the city runs right into it, runs right into Horizon. Well, I, I actually live outside the city of El Paso. But not in Horizon City, so I'm stuck in the middle. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, those Wild. Like, two, three blocks. You're like of... unincorporated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Interesting. No, it's not. It's horrible. It's not? No, no, absolutely You don't not. get to vote. Well, no, I get to go a little vote, bit. and then all of a sudden I got one thing to vote on because I'm not in the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a pain in the rear, you know. But before we even get started, I just want to say that's just awesome. Your intro, I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> intro and outro music. <laughs> We pay good money for that. I can tell. Yeah, you get what you paid for. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, and sound effects. Look at you. Look yeah, at well, you. We got it all. We got it all here. Hey, uh, I used to I used to work dirt, and one time I had to move a, a big uh, uh, loader from uh, out there by Horizon City to out there on the east side someplace, and I drove by this place out there. It was a trailer. And uh, the signage made me think it was a titty bar. <laughs> Do you know okay. anything about that? That that specific location? No. <laughs> titty bars, maybe. Yes. <laughs> but be more specific. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I just thought, wow, I'm gonna have to check that out one of these days. Yeah. So uh, never did. Never did. Um, low ceilings. Yeah, low ceilings, right? Low ce- 40-foot single-wide. It wasn't even a double-wide, bro. It was a single-wide. Wow. Hey, uh, Except the girls were actually double-wide, but... Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, uh, you're a realtor, Sammy? Yes. Uh, how's business, man? Well, you know what? I, I tell my wife I'm a realtor, actually. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of stuff, and she said I need to get a real job. Uh-huh. So I got my real estate license. Really? Cool. Are you selling houses? Or? Yeah, I sell a house every once in a while just to get it off my back. I'm not mm-hmm. seeing houses for sale anymore. You know you what's, actually, there's more for sale now than there was last year. Uh, is that right? Yeah, so if you take a look, the average uh, amount of houses for sale roughly about a year ago were about 17 to 1900, right? Now we're about 2300 in El Paso. Really? At one time, correct. And where are they? All over? All over El Paso. They're not in this neighborhood. What? You know what? Because all those darn flippers already bought them, right. put a little bit of lipstick on the pig, right. and then sold it. It's horrible. I, I get I get calls every day. Well, not every day, but two you know, or three a week saying, hey, you want to sell your house? So full disclosure. Oh, really? Okay, full disclosure. I'm a real estate agent, but I hate real estate agents. Um, it's just being in the industry. You see that all these people are really just for the money. You know what I mean? Right. And so this area, the central area... Uh, obviously, you have a lot of older homes, a lot of more two-bedroom homes, one uh-huh. bath, right? Nowadays, no one's looking for two-bedroom, one bath. So what do they mm-hmm. do? They will convert them. But man, they do horrible jobs in doing it. Mm-hmm. And some of them weren't even uh, permitted. So you go out there and they want to sell you, let's just say the home was 1,100 square feet. Now they, they did an addition. They have a third bedroom and it's 1,400 square feet, but it's not permitted. But yet they want to price it at 1,400 square feet. Crazy. And yeah, you'll, you'll have like a bedroom behind the house you almost have to walk outside the back door 
you know, right it's on. not even connected. So it's yeah. it, it, it was horrible. Uh, you saw a lot of houses; they looked beautiful, but once you walked in, you saw that all they did was put lipstick on a pig. It, uh-huh. it was just horrible, and, and I hate showing a lot of the houses. There were some that were good. Don't don't I can't say that one hundred percent were bad, but a lot of them were were being bought by investors. Right. And they, yeah. Some of those flippers don't know what they're doing. I, I flip them off every time no. I see them. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No. No. You're the flipper. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the flipper. No. No. They know what they're doing. That's the problem. As in, they're buying something uh, lower than than you know what the actual value is. The market value is. They put a couple thousand dollars in it. They make it look pretty, and then they sell it over asking price. You know, or or what it should be going for, and they make a huge profit. Right. But what happens then is you have a family. Who all of a sudden has all sorts of issues with with their home in the future? But guess what? They already got the money, and they're building Adios. another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're building yeah. another nightmare down the street. Right, right, right. Mm. So. And what else do you do besides realty? Hold on, let me see what. Yeah, yeah. See what's legal. No, no. My wife's <laughs> at work. Okay, no, no, no. Because <laughs> she's listening. So I, I I do a whole lot of things. You know, real estate is definitely something that that I do. I do it part time, uh, but I also do a lot of advocacy work. And and, uh, and, and and that's a nice way of saying it. My, my partner in Juarez, he likes to say, I'm a cheese mozo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I would say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do say it. You did say it off, off, off air. But, you know, I, I get involved in a lot of things. Uh, definitely, uh, I advocate for kids. Right okay? on. Mm-hmm. So, at different levels. Sometimes people just do, hey, you know what? I advocate. Hey, yeah, let's teach them better. Um, I'm actually on the school board. I've been there almost two years. Every you're single- on the school board. No, no, I'm not on the school oh, board. Oh, yeah. I'm on them all the time. Oh, you're oh, on. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I constantly go out there. And since I'm a numbers guy, you know, most of the time people go to school board meetings. And, and it happened to me where I was, you know, kind of uh, arguing the, the mask mandate thing. And I got some audio from some of the school board members that, ah, We'll never see him again, you know. They, right. they, they were talking crap about me and stuff like that. And, and that's typically what happens. Somebody goes to a school board. It takes a lot to go there. You speak, sure. and then you leave, and then, whoo, that was awesome. And what do you get, three mm-hmm. minutes or something like that, like city council? Yeah, three to five minutes, depending yeah. on how many people yeah. they are. But if you don't follow up with what you said, it's worthless. So a lot of mm-hmm. these, these uh, school board members, you know, I forget, we'll never see him again. Well, I've been there for two years, and like, man, here comes this fat guy. Again. Good Lord, man! Good deal. Got to keep on. You got every meeting, every single meeting. I didn't go yesterday because I was tied up. All right, but they already know me. They don't even say Mr. Carrejo. They're like, Sammy, go ahead. <laughs> good deal. Yeah, and then they give you, you know, it's uh, three to five minutes. But you know, most of the time, people are like, "Good evening, board." <laughs> so, so, so superintendent, but you lose about a minute and a half just doing right, that. Right. I go up to the mic and say, "What's up, fellas? Let's go." And we just go to it because they do that on purpose. You know, you get lost in the process. You know, what sure. I mean? and so they already know me. We don't have to greet each other. We already know we don't like each other. You know, <laughs> and I always tell people we don't have to like each other to work with each other. So, okay? what district is that you go to? Uh, I do uh, Socorro Independent School District, uh-huh. start- which is a huge school district. Right? Yes, it's a huge school district and it's growing like crazy. Uh-huh. And that's part of the problems that they have is that the schools uh, can't handle the amount of kids that are growing. So. They're building more more schools. But the problem is, great, we need schools, right? Sure. But yeah, we also need accountability. Absolutely. And so a lot of these school board members, they want to spend our tax dollars like nothing. You know, and, and so that's what I do. Uh, most of the time when you go to the school board meetings, at first they're going to have, you know, the show, right? They give awards to all these kids. Oh, how nice. Right, yeah, right, and it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. awesome, right? And then all, you know, the, the room is packed. And then once the last kid gets their, their plaque, gets their picture, boom, it empties out. Uh-huh. And then, and then all of a sudden they start talking about numbers and all of a sudden you look left to right, people are falling asleep. Right. So nobody pays attention That's to that. That's probably part of the plan. Mm-hmm. But it is. what what's an issue facing the Socorro ISD now? Well, right now what I really want to talk about is the special ed program. The special mm-hmm. ed program is just horrendous right now. 
Um, if you take a look at it, kids with special needs are going to be the, the most vulnerable uh, demographic. But when you take a look at it, those, those are the ones that can literally speak the least. Why? Because some of them are literally right. nonverbal. And mm-hmm. so I've been fighting this for a few months now, but it, more stuff is coming to light. And so, um, just like everything else, the district gets federal funding. You know, there's different uh, grants that they get to give these kids services, and they're not getting them. And part of the issue, well, it's my theory, that the person who runs the, the, the SPED department is at fault. You know, it all, you know, the stuff rolls downhill. She's actually, her name is Dr. Jensen. Hi, Dr. Jensen. I know you love it when I say your name. <laughs> she actually got the position uh, a few years ago. But she, she's not qualified. She had actually been demoted from a campus as an administrator, but her friend, the chief academic officer, which her name is Lucy Borrego, who also happens to be a school board member at Canutillo ISD, decided to promote her and gave her the position. So she's part of the administration in Socorro? Uh-huh. And she's a school board member in, which one, Canutillo? Canutillo ISD. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, but wait, there's more. There's more of those. But we'll get to that right now. Yeah. No. And, and, that's, and that's the bad part is a lot of people think, oh, these, they're called independent school districts. They're not. They're no. not because as you just see, there's administrators that are school board members, school board members, vice versa. And there's a lot of ties between these school board members. Why? Because of money. So if you right. take a look at the corruption that happens in one school district, it's happening at the other. Why? It's all about contracts. It's sure. all about construction. You know, and those school board jobs aren't, Highly sought sought after. I mean, no, very really. few people run for school board. I mean, well, you know why? Very few people show up for the elections, or even the meetings. The reason why? Well, in part, they're unpaid. First, they're, of first all, right? most importantly, they're not paid. Mm-hmm. And so, the state of Texas, the way the the public school system is set up, is they don't compensate them. They don't pay them, in theory, so regular people can run school boards and not right. politicians, right? But we've got three school board members at ASISD who've been there between 12 and 14 years. Why would you sit on a school board for 12, 14 years and not get paid? Why? You know, they don't the make tips? anything in salary, but the tips are excellent. Oh, oh, oh I, I thought we were going back to the other story. Tips, tips, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So I'm going to say, well, better here while I heard something else. <laughs> anyway. Keep yeah. your mind in, out of the gutter. But anyway, no. So, so yes, the backdoor deals is definitely what it is. And I'm a numbers guy, and I've caught several of them doing it. And they say, well, it's not illegal. Well, it's not ethical. So I'm constantly looking at the numbers and and analyzing, you know, trends. And so a lot of times, it's, it's pretty easy. I do it all the time. You take a look at the financials, and they say, well, first of all, they give you about 30 pages. People get bored after the first or second page. If they go further than that, they don't even know what they're reading anyway. But I took a look at him, and, and, and I had one of my supporters send me financials for, for a candidate. I'm like, look, Sammy, look, $200. I'm like, okay. I look at it. I said, sister, please, 200 bucks. Yeah. I said, did you not see the 2500 this? And I, I went down the list, and they're like, well, we didn't know who they were, so we didn't investigate them. What are you talking about? That's why you investigate them. Right. And nine, nine out of ten times, they're getting uh, money. And of course, the max. Anytime you see twenty five hundred dollars donations, about campaign contributions. Yes, campaign yeah, contributions. Yeah, yeah. So anytime you see twenty five hundred dollars, that's a red flag, because yeah. that's the max. So you take a look at it, and it's not a contractor, it's not a business. Okay, great. But wait a minute, it's out of town, huh? Right. Why would somebody out of town donate mm-hmm. to school board? So then you take a look at that person. It's a female in her sixties. Oh, great, right? 
Well, you look at her background, all of a sudden she's married to the owner of the company. Right. And so all of a sudden you start taking a look at it and sure, these contractors are giving max donations to these uh, these school board members. And guess what? That's how they're buying uh, their business, the contracts. Mm-hmm. There's another trick they do where uh, they will trade like a job in one area for a job in another area, mm-hmm. you know, and it'll be maybe three, four or five towns, you know, four or five areas where uh, there's no connection directly right but it's all the cycle it's all the circle there and we go back to the school board members are tied with other school board members in other districts because it's all the same people and and and, and it's hard because a lot of people are good with numbers and these school board members just love saying okay here we go and when you ask questions they say no that's not the case okay thank you move on no you can't take (laughs) things at face value and they do it so many times and of course with me they just can't get away with it uh they even try to say, well, you're not allowed to say this, you're not allowed to say that. And I'm the kind of guy that I try to do my homework prior to. And I say, well, according to Texas Penal Code so-and-so, and all of a sudden their attorney stands up and says, uh, the fat guy has a point. <laughs> there you go, you know. <laughs> and I like to have fun. You know, I, unfortunately, I'm a smart guy, but I'm also a smart ass. So I, I laugh and joke, but people like that. They're like, hey, wow, you know, because these school board members walk around like they're gods. You know what I mean? First of right. all, <laughs> I'm like... When we, if we tell them, you know what, we pay your salary, what do they say? No, you don't. I don't get paid. Damn. So we can't use that against them. <laughs> but guess what? We can still hold them accountable. So I just love tearing into them, looking at the finances, and letting them know, hey, you know what? I know you as a superintendent stated that this is legal, but the law itself says otherwise. Right. So well, lots of times I think even the school board members aren't the best informed. You know, I mean, a lot of the times for lots of the public boards, like the, the public service board that uh, runs El Paso Water and stuff like that, they don't they're not that well informed, you know, so they just go along with what the manager, the utility manager or the city manager, whoever tells them, you know, and they say. Yeah, okay, you know, that sounds reasonable, you know. But. I agree with you 100%. So I do work with uh, some school board members. You know, there's th- there are still good people everywhere. And so some of the school board members will talk to me, and, and we laugh because I'll ask them, you know, I'll ask them a specific question, and they're like, oh, I don't know. I go, oh, I'm sorry, you're just a school board member there. He goes, it's sad. He goes, you're right. It's sad when school board members don't know what's going on. Right. Because the way it's set up is they've got these school board members who go to a meeting once a week and they're supposed to vote on on different issues, right? And whatever they vote on, then the, the superintendent is supposed to, you know, implement those systems, right? Right. But the, the superintendent doesn't is not always transparent. Right. Doesn't always do what 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 he or she's told. I mean, take a look at how many superintendents have changed jobs here in El Paso, and they're like, it's an El Paso thing. No, it's a Texas thing. <laughs> they are all over the state of Texas. They get paid three hundred thousand plus dollars a year. And they move around a lot. And most superintendents don't move for better opportunities. They move because they got caught with right. their hands mm-hmm. in the cookie right. jar. And so it's tough. Whenever you get a new superintendent, nine out of ten times, they were kicked out of their school board. And then they something. settle for the golden parachute. They make $400,000 to walk away, you know I mean? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's in their contracts. Right. They, they do it because they know they're going to get fired. And it all has to do with who's in power. So at SISD right now, the current superintendent was hired by the previous majority. So it was a 4-3 split, right? So the four voted to hire this superintendent. The other three didn't like him, didn't want him. So now this last election, it flipped. Now the other side has uh, the majority, and so the current superintendent has already been looking for jobs in Arizona. 
Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, and in his contract, like, it, it states, yeah, another superintendent position. Like old Tommy Gonzalez walks, oh, out of, walks out of the job here and walks right into Midland while he was already working for Durango, Colorado. Yeah. Right, right, I mean? right. I mean, that, that's not the first time it's happened. Gee, the sheriff's department had that with one of his commanders. You you had, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? He, he, he was a chief of police at a town and at a, a, a college. And when oh, really? we called him out on it, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus Campa, Eddie Campa. He was involved in uh, a scandal where they were, he was uh, funneling a lot of tax money. He was embezzling. Uh-huh. But because he had a lot of dirt on his boss, they swept it under the carpet. But yeah, it happens a lot where they know the writing's on the wall, so they start working somewhere else. That way there is no period of no income coming in. No, they just right, right. double dip. And if someone tells them, oh, my bad, <laughs> I forgot. Right. And then they just quit one job and they still have the other. Right. So it's sad. And, and it, it, you're right. It happens everywhere. I'm talking about the school board because I'm there. But you can replace school board with this board or that board. And it's very similar. And the school, you just said they meet every week, the school board does? I'm sorry, once a month. <laughs> once a month. Yeah. I thought, wow, that's it, a lot. Yeah. It, yeah, that's too much. No, no. They mm-hmm. actually meet once a month. Uh-huh. And and of course they also well they meet once a month for an open meeting so the community can go out there the public, but then they also have other meetings before uh, where they talk. Isn't about that people. illegal? No. Aren't there supposed to be open meetings? No, they they are open meetings, but they they call them workshops. They call them other things. And you can't go. You can go, but they don't advertise them as right. much as they do the open meetings. So right. mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, here in the state of Texas, if they're open meetings, we're able to go. And you're no stranger to uh, controversy here, Sammy. Uh, you got uh, you got popped for the mask protest during COVID, right? You know what? You said controversy. I'm like, where's it going to go with this? Where's it going to go? I'm in probably so much controversy. Wait, 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 I got a drawer here. I know. And you said the mask. I'm like, oh, that's, that's the least of my worries. But yeah, yeah. I was actually the only person in the county of El Paso to receive a citation for having more than 10 people uh, together during the pandemic. You're kidding. And how, why did they pick you up? Did you organize that thing or something? Because I was the biggest, fattest guy out there, I guess. Yeah, the other one ran too fast, right? right? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up, but it was true. No, uh, <laughs> you know what? I I guess I was the loudest, the most vocal. Uh, I did have some help. But see, I know the rules. I know the laws, right? And they wanted to put, they wanted to uh, give a citation to all the organizers. And because I was the most vocal, I was the one with the mic, I was the one out there, I said, nah. Like everybody says, I'm already burnt. Why, why take everybody else out with me, right? <laughs> All right. I'll take it for everybody. So, yeah. So, I, I, I took it. I said, nope, it was me and me only. Was there more organizers? Yeah. But you know how it is. Right. You know, you remember the days when you get arrested when you were a kid. You know, I'll take the rap because if not, everybody else is going to mm-hmm. tell them. So, right. I decided to say, nope, it was me. And um, they actually went to my house. The police officers went to my house. So, El Paso police went out to the county, knocked on my door, and said, hey, you know what? We're here. I actually went on Facebook Live, and I said, hey, you know what? I said, don't blame these police officers. They're just doing their job. You should have seen their faces like, what? I said, yeah, man, you're just doing your job. On the other hand, City Representative Peter Sforsbein, he's a piece of something. (laughs) Oh, I called him out. I called him out because we had actually had a meeting, uh, you know, city council meeting, where he demanded that that uh, Chief Allen, may he rest in peace, uh, that he use uh, facial identification technology, face recognition technology, to identify everybody who's there and have us all arrested. I said, are you freaking out of your mind? Yeah, and, 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 you know, hey, Peter, little Peter, I like, I like to call him little Petey. Yeah. Uh, he hates it. I, I used to work with his dad, so he hates when I make fun of him. But anyway, and, and so they, they uh, Chief Allen, said no we're not going to arrest all these people they have constitutional rights you know 
And so they decided just to send police to my house because I said, no, if you can do anything, you can oh, do it to me. Wasn't that out of their mm-hmm. jurisdiction? Yes. That's, <laughs> I'm glad finally. I'm like, one of these two guys catches that. Yeah. So it was PD <laughs> going out to the county. But since the offense occurred in the city of El Paso, they went out there. They didn't show up with the sheriff, too? Well, you know my history with the sheriff. So. <laughs> I don't. You don't. Oh man! Uh, hey, me, 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 and Richie, we're we're best buds. Being right best. on. He's, yeah. he's quitting, huh? Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just putting somebody else in his place. He's putting one of his minions. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that story with Wiles goes. Me and Wiles go back to 2004. We go way back, but not like that either, right, Ben? So don't even think about. It. Don't <laughs> even start with that crap, right? <laughs> But yeah, so there, there's there's a lot of issues, and and I actually had spoken with Chief Allen prior to the to the protest. You know, a lot of people get scared. You know, I get a phone call on my cell all of a sudden. You know, this is a uh, El Paso Chief of Police, Greg Allen. All right, um, man, please speak to uh, Mr. Correjo. Like, sure, hey. And he starts talking to me. He says, you know what? We've been notified that you're going to have this protest. I said, cool. I wasn't scared, right? Because I yeah. know my, my my rights. And he says, you're absolutely right. You have the right to do that. We were being told we couldn't because we didn't have a permit, right? You had to go to the one, one one stop shop and everything and, and get the permit. But because of COVID, they were closed. We couldn't even apply for the permit. So we weren't given the opportunity. So he says, you know what? It's your constitutional rights to go out there. He goes, let's just work together. Well, we start talking. And it went from, instead of being scared of, of the chief of police, after we were done talking for about 15, 20 minutes, like, all right, Greg. All right, Sammy. Cool. All right. Good. And he hung up. When I went, when I showed up, I went straight to his police officers, and I said, uh, "My name is Sammy Carrejo. You know, I'm, I'm the one in charge." Okay, sir. I said, "I'm just gonna let you know right off the bat." I said, "There is gonna be no accusations of police abuse." No, sir. No, sir. Absolutely not. We're not gonna do it. I said, "No," because if, if any one of these jokers step out of line, I'll kick their asses myself. <laughs> the police officers go, "Huh?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah," and and so I kind of caught them off guard. They thought I was gonna attack them. I said, "No, man." I go, I mean, come on, it's a Saturday. You guys could have been doing something else. I go, and he goes, yeah, sir. Some of us were calling on our day off or this. I said, man, so you probably don't like me at all, huh? And they're like, no comment. <laughs> I said, look, man, I know you don't want to be here. I don't want to be, you know, uh, I don't want to ruin your day. So tell me, what do you want us, sir? It's your right. You can do whatever. I know, I know. But where would, where do you want us, sir? I can't tell you. I said, I know you couldn't, but if you could. Right. He goes, well, maybe over there, sir. And you know what? I kind of took, I took his advice and I went over there. You know what I mean? If you have the police officers on your side, you know, they're not going to do anything bad against you. Well, at least less chance of it, right? And I tell mm-hmm. you this not because I'm smart. I tell you this because I actually have six scars on my body. <laughs> I have yeah. any six times. Oh, yeah, that seems to indicate you're not smart. No, yeah, no, 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 no. experienced, experienced. So back experience, in the day, right? yeah, back in the day, I, I would literally go head on with the police department. But after years of... of, of investigating and looking into the real issue, I realized it wasn't the officers. It was certain people in, in the department. Right. And then that goes back to uh, Richard Wiles. He was the chief of police back then. Anyway, but so we we do the, the, the protest and it was weird because, you know, Peter Sforsbein and, and uh, City Representative Anello, they were on city council saying that I was going to kill everybody. You know, uh, I mean, I got all sorts of, I got death threats. I, I was called fat and obese and I mean, I get that just at home, you know. I'm no big deal. <laughs> yeah. 
why go out? Why go out? Yeah, yeah, why go out? You know, that's why I left home. But anyway, but they started saying things like, you know what, you're gonna kill your grandma. And that was messed up, you know. Right. Because she had died 20 years ago. But you know, right, rest right, in right. peace. You know. And to me, it was like, you know what, you may not agree with what I say, and I may not agree with what you say, but you have the right to say it. And so the police officers were on board with that. But um, of course, everybody started making fun of me. Oh, you hardly didn't have anybody there. You didn't have anybody there. Uh, I might have had a hundred people there, right? But then uh, first they're saying not many people showed up, and all of a sudden they're saying, "Oh wait, there's too many people showing up. You're gonna kill people." Uh, what? A couple weeks later, after I get the citation, then the Black Lives Matter stuff happens. Right. Right. They had thousands mm-hmm. of people, thousands. Then all of a sudden, my 100 people there was really nothing, you know? All right. I'm like, you gave me a citation for max of 100 people, yet nobody on the Black Lives Matter got any citation. They literally had thousands and thousands of people. And I know because I was there. Uh-huh. I was in mm-hmm. there. And why was I there? Here we go to the controversy. They were fighting, you know, uh, defund the police, stop police abuse. Well, I just told you a little while ago that I got tased six times while I was handcuffed in the back of a police car. Oh, I didn't tell the whole part, but yeah. yeah. So if anybody knows about police abuse, it's me, right? And I was there, and I'm saying, yes, we have to stop the abuse. Yeah, and then I told them about my story, and they're all putting their hands in the in the air. Yeah, yeah. I said, but we can't defund the police. Goes, huh? Why? I said, because if we don't defund the police, the person who did you wrong is going to walk away, get away with it, and going to go somewhere else and do it again. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, man, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, no, wait a minute. We're talking about police abuse. Have you been abused by police? Well, no, but there's a lot of people here. And they started marching, and one of the guys goes, he comes right to my face. First of all, he had guy liner on. I go, you wearing an eyeliner? <laughs> Everybody starts laughing, and then he's all like, you don't know how it is to, what it is to be a black man on the street today. And I looked at him, and I said, and you do, white boy? <laughs> you know, I fight for rights for everybody. I don't judge a person by their color, their religion, or anything. And I think that's the, that's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, you have people, you know what, I stand up for this right to that right now. I stand up for everybody's rights. I don't care. You're, you're, you're tall. You're short. You know, like that song goes, short, tall, skinny, flaccas, even the ones with the big old. Anyway. <laughs> so, but, you know, to me, if somebody's done wrong, then we go ahead and, and, and uh, address it, you know. And stuff happens all the time, just like that buzzing. Oh! <laughs> Please, while you're on the radio, make sure your, your cell phone oh, is good. off. That's why it's almost live. Actually, no, <laughs> look. It, it wasn't phone ringing. It was a reminder that I have to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> don't be late. Don't be late. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll put don't be late and turn off your... Right. You should, set oh, a, you should set a separate alarm for that. Yeah, you know, it, it definitely has to be two alarms. But anyway, so let me... Do, and it was on vibrate, so it was vibrating like crazy. Funny. All good. Uh, well, all right, hey, cool. That's off. Let's... Uh, Wrap this up. Are you busy? Can you stick around for a little while? Yeah, yeah. That's Let's problem. wrap this episode up and put you on again for the next episode. Cool, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah as long as you give me some gas money because uh, I ain't got what? nothing to go home, but yeah. No, you, you, your car's safe where it is, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need gas money. <laughs> yeah, I can stick around for a little bit more. Okay, okay. Hey, y'all been listening to... Uh, El Chicano presents Almost Live from Big D's Party Palace. We're here with special guest Sammy C. Ben Ami is here. And my name is Rich Wright. And we're going to come back at you real quick. Okay, thank you for being here. Thank you for being you.